This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today's podcast is titled Human Effort versus Loving Obedience. There's a huge misunderstanding between working our way to heaven and then loving obedience. Let me explain. It is very interesting to know that our whole world is operated under the thought of earning your own way. We are told from early childhood that we are to work hard and we would get away uh, ahead in life. Working hard in school to learn the basics, that was told to me so many times. Work hard at your job and you will go far. Honestly, all this stuff is good. Jesus has not called us out of the world, but he's called us to live in the world under God's protection and in obedience to his way of life. We are given instructions in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6-14 through 14 about working. Let me read some of the, the scriptures there. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we did not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. End quote. In fact, we are to be model workers, workers as if we are working for the Lord. See Colossians 3.24, that's exactly what it says. We are to work hard and with a good attitude. After all, we're working for the Lord, and we are His ambassadors. If we are lazy and idle and not doing the work that we should to earn our own way, the Bible tells us that we shouldn't eat, and we're going to be a bad ambassador for the Lord. So working hard is, is important. Now, let's switch to God's grace and salvation through Jesus Christ. We have this paradigm from the world that we have to work hard to please the people around us, to be a good employee, to be good and pleasing to our spouse, and etc. But we are unable to work enough, hard enough, long enough for salvation. It's simply impossible. The Bible tells us that our works are like filthy rags, good for nothing but the trash heap. God understands our situation and has given us the gift of salvation. It comes by faith, not by works. It comes by faith in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, 8-9, through 9, that famous verse, uh, we should all know this by heart, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. We receive salvation through faith. 
Remember, faith is hearing what the Holy Spirit says and believing Him so much so that we act upon it. I want to add just a little caveat here. The Holy Spirit will always speak according to the Bible, the Word of God. This is how we're going to recognize His voice. In 1 John, John teaches us that there's going to be many spirits out there speaking. You have the devil and demons, and and then you also have our own flesh speaking. So we know that the Holy Spirit's speaking when we hear the Word of God in context. That means we need to know the Word of God so we can recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, The Word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. No works involved here. It's a trust issue. We believe that what God has said is true, and we confess it with our mouth, we speak it out, and we're saved. Though salvation is complete, and we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we still have choices to make. Philippians 2, 12-13 Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So our salvation has been given to us by faith. Once we are born again, saved by faith, we are to live out that faith through obedience. Obedience comes through a relationship with God. I want to say that again. That's probably the most important thing I can say here. Obedience comes through a relationship with God. As we get to know who the Lord is and what He has done for us, we we, uh, stand in awe of Him. We fall in love with Him. We see that He is good and obedience is not a burden. We don't earn our salvation, but once saved, we work out our salvation with loving obedience. In our world today, obedience almost sounds like a bad word, like submission. But obedience is a good thing. 1 John 5.3 tells us, In fact, this is love for God, to keep His commandments. And His commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. As we are obedient, we overcome the temptations and the pressures of the world. Working out our salvation is definitely a process. It's a process of renewing our mind. We need to understand who God really is and overcoming the temptations and fallacies of this world. So working out our salvation is to love God and live in obedience to His commands, again, through faith, not works. Our work is not for salvation, it's for love. James 2, 14-26, 
really explains this very well. Uh, But let me only read just a couple of specific verses. James is using Abraham as an example, verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accomplished, accompanied by action, is dead, in verse 22. You see, that his faith, Abraham's faith, and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. Faith produces action. For salvation, our action is to believe and confess Jesus Christ as Lord, and we get free salvation. As I said, our salvation is complete. Now we live a life of faith, obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading. We are not working for our salvation or more favor in God's eyes. We are now walking in God's kingdom by faith, and now we choose to please Him, showing Him our love by obedience, not out of fear, not out of demand, but out of love and our commitment to Him. As we grow in our relationship with Him, we understand that we can trust Him. We know His way is right, and He has our best in mind. Jesus said it very simply in John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. So let me switch gears here a little bit. We have this new freedom in Christ to live this new lifestyle of faith, saved, obedient to God. We're happy, we're content, living in God's blessings. We learn about God's ways and how wonderful they are. But Satan wants us to believe that we are so good that we trust ourselves to do God's will without the help of the Holy Spirit, without the counsel of the Holy Spirit. We can muster up our own strength to do this. We can now know who God is and can please Him via our own power, human effort. Faith and loving obedience turns into pride, demand, self-centeredness, and everybody around us. We become judgmental. We demand ourselves and those around us to obey God's precepts with our thinking instead of uh, out of a relationship with God. We push the Holy Spirit aside and trying to work out our salvation, making God's grace a law. The tricky part here is that this changes our heart attitude from loving obedience to pride. Hmm, uh, that's the very sin of Satan. He wanted to exalt himself above God. Thinking we can do life our own way is a trap. We, are, we, are, we think we're so good that we can generate favor with God. People have been doing this since the resurrection of Christ, and it just doesn't work. Galatians 3, 1 through 3, talking about the Galatians who were beginning to follow the law of Moses and get circumcised and and follow the Jewish customs. Paul says in Galatians 3, 1 through 3, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law 
or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? End of quote. Here's the keys of life in Christ. A loving relationship with God. Obedience to the Holy Spirit through faith. Two hard things to mention. Number one, our faith proves our love for God. Now, I know God loves us. I know we love God. And, you know, we do make mistakes. We have provisions for that. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He gives us a fresh start every time we confess our sins. But our obedience over time proves our love for God. Our obedience, number two, our obedience will bring us reward and our disobedience will cause us loss. We have been given the opportunity to build on the foundation of Christ with loving obedience. Let me read one last verse to you. It's uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. If you have comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me at thecleansoul.org.